Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Travel and Transformation Show with me, your host, Sophia, and my guest today, Steve Ford. Steve is an intimacy mentor who works mainly with women, but he also helps couples and men. So, Steve, thank you so much for being here today. Um, Just tell us a little bit about yourself so we can get to know you. Hi, Sophia. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. Very excited. So, yeah, I'll give you a little bit of a rundown of the kind of work that I do and a little bit of my background. So um, I call myself an intimacy mentor. And uh, the reason I use that particular phrase is because uh, intimacy is something that we we really all have to to get into uh, so it's, it's looking into ourselves and whether we're single whether we're in relationships knowing ourselves is so much um of an important thing with regards to authentic relating and um and the reason i call myself a mentor rather than a coach is because i feel like i want to walk beside people i'm not the person who has all the answers for sure i'm definitely um learning and as I go along, um, but I'm the kind of person who really likes to walk beside my clients and help them in their journey in the same way that I'm going through my own journey. So that's kind of where the uh, the phrase intimacy mentor comes from. Okay. And um, so I grew up in the UK, but I now live in Australia. I've been here for the last 12 years and I set up this business about 18 months ago. And the majority of the work that I've been doing over that time has been yoni massage work. So I predominantly work with women, like you said. Okay. Well, then that takes me right into my next question. What is yoni massage? Okay. Well, yoni massage is actually a really beautiful healing methodology. And so I've done a Tantra practitioners course and a lot of the work that we do in Tantra and as I know you know with with Reiki and other energetic types of work it's uh, it's really a lot about building energy within the body. Um, I think that Tantra is often a little bit misunderstood because when people talk about Tantra the first thing they often think about is sex and sex yes it is a part of Tantra but it's not the be all and end all it's predominantly a way of living your life to be able to bring more love and compassion to the world it's a way of understanding yourself a way of understanding other people and harnessing our creative life force energy to be able to bring more love and creativity and happiness into our lives so uh, yoni massage is kind of a very specific part of tantric work so um people may be more familiar with tantric massage where um there's massage work that is done to the body and you build energy within that body and you start to build that creative life force and sexual energy and spread that around the body mm-hmm. and that can be really amazing for uh helping people connect to their body and for manifesting and so on yoni massage goes that little bit deeper so it can be a really beautiful healing space for women um it may be for women who've had 
traumatic past experiences, whether that be uh, sexual trauma or abuse. Uh, it might be from childbirth. It might even be just from general kind of relationships and so on. Okay. And, um, and so it's a, it's a really sacred space that I hold women to be able to somatically release experiences from their body, essentially. So um, emotions, we're learning more and more at the moment about how emotions are stored within the body and within the body's tissues. And a lot of the uh, healing work that's been done over the last 50 years has been very much brain-based, you know, with a lot of talk therapy and so on. And I think we're, we're starting to understand a lot more about how uh, emotions and how healing is actually a somatic processing. We, the body keeps the score, as the the book says, and you know, there's um, there's a lot of emotions and a lot of experiences that are stored within the body. So yoni massage is a way of being able to release those emotions and experiences from the body through actual massage of the yoni tissues. Okay, so that sounded nice very PG version. Uh, (laughs) So for women who don't necessarily know what the yoni is or really understand what you're talking about when you say yoni massage, because that, I mean, it's, it sounds lovely, right? But if you don't know what it is, you don't know what it is. So can you help us out a little bit? (laughs) Absolutely. So the yoni is a Sanskrit word for the vulva or the vagina. Mm -hmm. And so we are talking about massage of, of the female genitals and a typical massage that I would do would uh, usually go for around two to three hours and it would be a very ritual space. So it would start obviously with uh, discussions with the client about boundaries and consent, making sure they're obviously very understanding of what's going to be happening and make sure that they feel incredibly safe because that is ultimately the most important thing mm-hmm. about being able to experience the yoni massage is you have to feel safe. You have to feel um, that you're able to let go and have an incredible trust in the person who's providing that to you. Mm-hmm. So I obviously do a lot of kind of pre-work with my clients to make sure that they feel safe and that they're able to be able to drop into that space. Uh, I would do some tantric ritual work with them. So really kind of worshipping the divine feminine, making them feel really uh, held in the space and really beautiful. And then we go into, I would usually do some Reiki as part of my, part of my sessions. Mm-hmm. So, I find that really helps me to drop into the space and also allows me to clear any energetic blockages within my clients. And, um, you know, I may even sometimes get messages channeled, things like that. So I'll I'll call in um, my higher self and my guides and my client's higher self and their guides so we can often get a really good connection to uh, what's going on in that person's life right so yeah yeah as as you're aware you know there's a, there's a big part of the the healing process is is going through that connection and really being able to have those energetic um blockages cleared yeah well I really do understand because I am a Reiki master so 
I completely get what you're talking about and making that connection with your higher self and with the client and getting the messages. That's some of the, I think that's some of the most important part of the healing because you're creating that relationship with all of us, you know, so the energetics and the 3D human part. So yeah, I, I get that part. So tell me this though. So we've done that. How is yoni massage actually different than just say having somebody else masturbate you? Like how is it um, a different process? Well, because for starters, there's there is not the intention there to to orgasm. So the idea is uh, to massage the body, the whole body to start with. So making sure the person's really relaxed, really um, dropped into the space. And then when you do start to move into massage of the actual yoni itself, mm -hmm. it will be with an intention to, uh, to massage the tissues to help release the emotions rather than to be it's not necessarily to be bringing somebody to a real height section, sexual heightened state. Okay. So we do build, we do build sexual energy within the body, but we're not focusing it here on the genitals to sort of have an intention of bringing somebody towards orgasm, which maybe might be a normal case. Um, but we're actually spreading that energy around the body. So as the, as that creative life force section energy builds, mm -hmm. massage the whole body. So you spread it around the body, down the legs, down the arms, really sort of building up that energy. So I guess you could kind of compare it to maybe edging or something like that, where somebody's bringing that heightened state of sexual pleasure there, but then holding back. But it's a little bit different to that because you're not deliberately trying to build somebody to a point of being close to you and then let it drop back. You're really just working with the energy. So you're building the energy up, spreading it around the body, building it up, spreading it around the body. And that's um, where you can, you know, really start to get into a place of um, being able to manifest or being able to bring things into your life or being able to let let go of certain things when that energy is really flowing around your body mm -hmm. with a yoni massage and when you see a yoni massage with a practitioner they are going to be massaging specific areas of your yoni so um see i will focus on massaging the labia they spend uh, a fair bit of time actually massaging the vaginal canal mm and looking for areas of tension within the body. So as the massage proceeds, I will often find areas of tension within the body as I'm doing that. Mm -hmm. And I'll be then encouraging my client to breathe through that, breathe into those spaces whilst I massage those tissues. And those areas of tension are often where the emotions are trapped. I see. So then as the person is releasing uh, the tension, so to speak, they're actually releasing energy and they're releasing something that could have been a trauma that got stuck in that area. 
So now that's where the healing starts as they start to release that energy. Is that a fear assessment? Yeah, absolutely. If you think about, um, let's say, for example, if you, you damaged another part of your body, like your shoulder or something, you got some sort of sports injury, the, the tissues there become um, tense and they become inflamed and they, you know, you might get bruising or whatever because you've damaged something there particularly. So if you can imagine maybe somebody who's been through some uh sexual trauma or through a difficult childbirth there are likely to be areas of her yoni that have actually been physically hurt Mm -hmm. and that experience that whole experience can be stored in those areas so absolutely you know the the yoni itself is a beautiful place and it goes through a lot in a person's life as well, you know, with from, from relationships and sex and childbirth and various different, it might even be um, medical procedures and things like that. So those experiences can, can all be, um, yeah, really, really contained within the body there. So that's right. You're, you're, massaging those areas out almost as like you're going to a physiotherapist or something like that. Okay. So that brings me to another question. Say you're working with a couple and how do you explain to, okay, let let me qualify this. If you're working with a opposite sex couple, so a hetero couple, I'm trying to be very conscious of my wording because you know i just want to make sure that everybody is comfortable with the conversation so how do you explain to this man here's what i'm going to be doing with your partner (laughs) or do you teach him how to do it and that okay this is a a a complex question because then it goes into part two (laughs) is do you teach him how to do it? And how do you get him to the point where it's like, look, dude, there's not a goal of facilitating an orgasm. This is what we're doing. (laughs) I know I I made it a lot, but it's it's kind of simple. Just how do you explain it to this dude? And how do you make him not be goal oriented if he's going to participate? Yeah, absolutely. I'll I'll break that down a little bit. Um, So the, the work that I do, I'll generally obviously be working with with women themselves. Um, They will usually come to me and obviously book in for a yoni massage. And the majority of the work that I do will be that healing kind of work. So people are looking to uh, either reconnect with their bodies or to to let go of some past experiences that have happened to them. Those women can be single obviously but some of them are in relationships and they'll often have that conversation with their partner beforehand I always encourage them to have that conversation with their partner beforehand right yeah absolutely it's it's a bit of a difficult space because a lot of men would see it as being something sexual but you know i the way I try to get that across is to see me more like a doctor, more like a gynecologist than, I don't know, like a sex worker or something like that. You know, it's like, it's all one way touch, you know, that my clients never touch me. I'm fully clothed the whole time. They're on a massage table. So it's, it's very sort of professional 
and so it's not like there's a an emotional intimacy between us or anything like that obviously it is a very intimate and vulnerable space for for the women absolutely so they need to be feeling safe and feeling trusted um but with the the men themselves yeah absolutely i'm sure that it does come up that there's um jealousy or just general discomfort around another man being in that sort of vulnerable space with a partner Mm -hmm. i've made posts on social media and things like that before about let's talk about guys and let's talk about the kind of things that might come up for them and the 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 type of issues that might be a problem for a a partner whose um wife or girlfriend wants to come for a yoni massage so it's it definitely exists and i'm more than happy to have conversations with guys before a session you know it's um i i would always have a telephone conversation with 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 my clients to make sure that they understand what's involved and to make sure that they feel comfortable and safe in the space. So to have a conversation with, um, with a couple so that the man feels equally as reassured and safe is, is no problem for me. Um, to then go on to your other part of the question about men giving their partners Yoni massage. I think that's a really beautiful thing. I would love men to be able to do that more. I think it's a really sacred space for that. And it doesn't have to necessarily go into that space of deep healing. Like I think if you're if you are looking to to clear particular scenarios or you've got particular issues that you want to to deal with, it's probably best to go and see a practitioner. Mm-hmm absolutely i would be encouraging any couples to to explore and and there's lingam massage as well which works the other way for uh, for men to be able to like explore that together and the work that i do with couples well yeah it includes uh, a session teaching each of them both of them how to how to hold that space for each other but it's really about um yeah yeah it's beautiful I think it's a really beautiful thing to be able to do for each other and to offer that and to you you know you're really bringing the other person into a place of real deep pleasure but really removing that expectation of having to have an orgasm or having to have a particular goal you know it's so common for us when we have sex to be thinking like all oh, right, we've got 20 minutes, but the kids are out or something like that. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a goal, like we've got to do this now, or even in the, the best case scenario where you do have a date night to yourselves, there's still this kind of expectation often of like, ah, oh, did you come? Did I make you come? Like, is it your turn first and then it's my turn and then everybody's satisfied and all this kind of thing. <laughs> what are these goals that we're trying to, try to get to? I so know. Sometimes it feels, I mean, while it's pleasurable, it can be stressful because then it starts to feel transactional. It's like, okay, I got to hit a goal. I got to hit a goal. I got to hit a goal. It's like you're at work. (laughs) You know, it's like, I got a deadline. I got to hit this goal. (laughs) Whereas if you're a couple and you're able to do this for each other, it's like, oh, there's no pressure because there's no goal. Maybe there's a time constraint 
But at the same time, it's like, it's okay because there's no goal. So as long as we got to do what we set out to do, we can do it within the allotted amount of time. (laughs) So that just seems just so much more comfortable and just giving people a container to hold space for each other. And that is something that we don't always get, you know? So, I mean, and then going into same sex couples, they need the same things, you know, because they have the same pressure because it's the same goal, really, (laughs) you know? So if we could just do that for each other, how amazing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And one of the biggest things about letting go of that expectation is that it actually gives you permission to drop into your body and to just feel what you feel, to feel pleasure, to feel wherever it is that pleasures within your body and get out of your head and stop thinking, oh, I've got to be trying to work towards an orgasm or, you know, or maybe it's like, ah, she's been giving me pleasure for a certain amount of time. Now it's going to be my turn and I'm going to try and please her. You know, it's so easy to get stuck in your head when you're in in a place of uh, sexual union with a partner and actually real pleasure comes when you get out of your head and you really just drop into your body and you get to actually just feel the sensations within your body and experience those. And I like that you're talking about that because even with some people, not only is it hard for you to get in, hard for them to get into their bodies, but it's hard to experience pleasure. And and that I think is something that many many of us take for granted that everybody is able to experience pleasure in their body. And that's not necessarily the case. And, you know, I would just kind of like to normalize that, that if you're not someone who is able to feel pleasure in your body, or you're not even sure if you're feeling pleasure in your body, that it's okay, because there's nothing wrong. It's just that maybe you need to learn a different way or to have a different practice so that you can start to experience it or give yourself permission to experience it or just allow it. Because I think that's something that depending on upbringing, culture, so many different things around society and family, that a lot of women are just stuck in a place where they don't give themselves permission to feel good because they don't think they're allowed to. So I think this whole area of discussion that we're having is so important because it's just giving people permission to even think about it, you know, like not even, you don't have to run to a practitioner, right? Just think about it. Now it's like something new might have just opened for you. And it's like, what? I could do what, (laughs) you know, so. Yeah, absolutely. There's so much uh, guilt and shame that can come through our early days of exploring our bodies, you know, when we're, when we're teenagers or when we're young and, you know, these things are hidden away or we're told that it's wrong. We're told that it's uh, dirty or taboo and we, we hide that away and we sort of, do it in the secrecy of our rooms and things like that and try to learn about ourselves without having p- sort of permission to do so. Mm-hmm. And 
you already build up a lot of shame around that and actually being allowing yourself to experience pleasure and knowing that it's okay and whether whether you're whether you're doing that within a, a self-pleasure practice or with a partner um it's really powerful to be able to do that and be able to uh, actually just allow yourself that and go okay do you know what i need to explore my body i need to understand more about what turns me on because you're right not everybody knows that we're not taught that in school you know and everybody's different everybody experiences pleasure in a different way and in different places in the body and there's no right or wrong answer and being able to offer up a a massage whether that be a whole body massage or a yoni massage or a lingam massage to your partner you're really giving them permission to be able to say there's no expectations here just enjoy this feel into your body and understand in yourself where it feels good and you can then share that with your partner like i really loved it when you touched me here this feels really great here i don't like that please don't do that again (laughs) all those (laughs) things you know because in relationships that that's that's intimacy right that's that's understanding yourself better right and then being able to communicate that to other people that's intimacy right you're looking inside yourself you're seeing who you are and the person you are and then you're being that vulnerable person who's able to share that with somebody else and that sometimes is the hard part because Sometimes people jump into sex before they're even willing to be intimate because then they feel like they can't talk about sex. So you can't talk about the act of the thing that you're already doing, you know, so some I sometimes you just need to roll it back. <laughs> you know, if, if you want to be in a relationship, I mean, if sex is the end goal and that's all you want, then cool, you know, nothing wrong with that either. But if you're trying to be in a relationship with somebody, part of the intimacy is being able to speak about the sex and what you do like and what you don't like and what you want. And even if you're just figuring it out together, it's a conversation that needs to be had. And if you don't feel comfortable enough to have the conversation, maybe you shouldn't be doing it. You know, no judgment, just saying, (laughs) you know? So I have to ask you though, how, how did you really even get into Tantra and just even discovering the um, power of it in a relationship? It's something that I've been interested in for a long time, but I uh, I was married. I was in a relationship that didn't necessarily go exactly as I would like necessarily I didn't have the intimacy that I wanted in my marriage and um tantra was something that I was interested in but my ex-wife wasn't so for a long time it was something that wasn't really I didn't feel I was able to explore maybe if I understood tantra better I could have explored it just by myself with myself but I didn't really understand that then Mm. um so it wasn't until 
after I was separated from my ex-wife that uh, it was something that I started to explore and I was lucky enough to meet a um, a, a new partner who was also interested and um, you know this was a few years back when uh, the world was a little bit crazy and people were in lockdown and COVID was a thing and um, we started exploring exploring that together and so at that time we both did um, tantra courses and tantra practitioners courses together uh, I also uh, did my Reiki course back then and I also was lucky enough to get gifted a spot on um, an NLP so Neuro Linguistic Programming course so at that time I was really learning as much as possible I was just sort of sucking all this information in and really going through a big period of growth in myself and and also a path of healing as well so that was really a point where I, I had to had to look at myself I think a lot of us at that time you know when you're locked in the house for a long time you really start to question actually what's important in my life what do I want to do with my life and right. you know I do still have a a full-time job in the you know corporate world if you want to call it that but um it really made me question um my time that was is left on this planet like what do I want to do with my time do I want to spend all my days standing in front of a computer working um for the man or do I want to do something that actually fills my cup so that was the point where I was like I actually think I would really love to do something else with my life and um and the conversations that came around that and the self-inquiry that came around that was that I felt like I wanted to give back to people and I wanted to help people and you know I can say with my hand on heart from myself that I'm not always the perfect partner in relationships. I'm not always as well connected to myself as I can be. So, uh, you know, your message, your medicine kind of thing, you know, I really recognize that in myself and I want to be able to help people who are in a situation, whether that's understanding themselves better or getting over some sort of childhood trauma or whether it's having um, a better relationship with their, with their partner. So, yeah, that's, that was kind of the the step the stage that I got to in my life and so you just brought up two questions for me but I'll be mm. nice I'll just ask them one at a time okay. <laughs> so the first question that came up for me is so what do you um suggest for an alpha male uh that needs to do the inner work as you're talking about self-reflection and what fills your cup and that you know, filling your cup, those, those words are, they live in a certain section of society who gets that right. But for the regular guy who calls himself the alpha male really needs to do that inner work. And he may be resistant. Like, what would you suggest for him to start on that journey to really getting the work done and healing the wounds? Mm, yeah, this is a really interesting question. Uh, I'm really glad you asked it because I, I see it and we all see it, right? We see this a lot in men and, and I've definitely come across that resistance with um, with women who've approached me and said, oh, I'd really love to do some work with you, but my 
you know, my husband and my partner's not into it. He's not keen, blah, blah, blah. And it is a, it's a challenge with men trying to get them to break down the walls. Um, and I think that, I think that a lot of that comes from, from our conditioning when we're young, um, you know, to, to not fear the motions, to hold things back, to keep everything kind of inside. And I think for, alpha males sometimes there can be this um sort of element of like you know we've we've heard the sort of phrase toxic masculinity Mm -hmm. a lot around over the last few years right but there's there's a lot of really amazing parts of being an alpha male you know Mm -hmm. Uh, having that strength having that um stability to be able to hold space for a person or for a family you know the the ability to to work hard and be action orientated and take charge of things these are all really positive traits of alpha males and I don't feel that by doing the work or by being more connected to your body or by being more connected to your emotions that you need to relinquish that title. You know, it doesn't make you less of a male to be able to be, um, to hold space for people. It actually makes you more of a male. Like the best leaders are the ones who are able to gather people around them and empathize with them and understand the problems, not necessarily the ones who just rule with an iron fist and beat everybody, right? So I think being being a really divine masculine is actually being able to to recognize that you're not perfect and that you do have elements of your shadow that are in there but accept them and bring them to the surface and be able to own them and go yeah this is me i've got some issues i've got some problems i've got these parts of me that i don't that i feel scared to share because it makes me feel vulnerable but there's a lot of strength in that and there's a lot of strength in that. And I think that actually a lot of the time we don't give women enough credit for being able to hold that for us. I think a lot of the time as men, we kind of go, I've got to hold this inside me because if I admit this truth, I'm going to be rejected or I'm going to be abandoned or something like that. But very often our partners, whether they're men or women, can really hold that for us and go I see you and I see you in your vulnerability and your honesty and I still love you for it you know I think that's that's a really core aspect of of that for for men is to get them to understand that that it's not it's not a weakness to be able to show yourself I love that answer so ladies if you have a man um let him listen to this part if he doesn't listen to the whole thing (laughs) Just play this part. <laughs> if he's that dude who needs to do the inner work, but, you know, he's like, oh, I can't talk to anybody or, you know, the whole stigma of getting help is a thing. Let him listen to this part and help him understand that this is strength. This is being the man is getting, doing the work. Right. So. Yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't have to be, you know, I, I think that 
there's a lot of containers for women, you know, women's circles and places for women to talk. And, and often men kind of, they're like, oh, you know, I don't want to have to do this because if I try, go to this thing, I've got to be emotional or I've got to show this part of my vulnerability and use these kind of words. But there's actually a lot of really great men's spaces out there. So, you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with getting together with other guys. And it could be spaces where you can talk about things and you can share things, but it could also be being active and getting out and, you know, using your body, grappling or doing wrestling things. And, you know, a lot of men's spaces are really acknowledging that the the men process in a different way. Mm. And I think that it's... You know, when we use the word embodiment to get out of our heads and into our bodies, we often think that that has to be something very soft and touchy-feely or something that would relate more to the feminine side of us. But it can be really masculine as well. You know, we are evolutionarily built to, to be active and be out and doing things and being you know that kind of stereotypical hunter-gatherer kind of (laughs) you know what I mean and there are spaces for men to be able to do that and when you when you do that kind of work there's also a lot of healing in there as well you can get a lot of understanding of yourself through doing that kind of activity as well as just you know sort of sharing your emotions and you can share emotions oh, I feel really good I feel really powerful having done that and I really understand where that comes in my body and I feel you know my heart is really big because I'm able to protect somebody those kind of things that come out of it it's, it's there is a lot of masculinity in there as well it doesn't have to be a very soft feminine space cool so how can men do better in relationships like I know that to me, what you that answer that you just gave, that's one way, the way I see it. Because if you start working on your stuff and I'm already working on my stuff, then to me, the relationship can really go forward from there because now we can focus on the relationship and work on things together, right? It's like, you got your stuff, I got my stuff, everybody's working, and then we can be a team. That's that's the way I see it but let's just say it's not necessarily a team player yet (laughs) how can (laughs) men do better in relationship (laughs) I think so much of it comes down to communication really and men often shut down with communication when things aren't necessarily going their way or they're asked to look at something that maybe they're not proud of or aspects of themselves that aren't perfect I think you know having that strength to admit that you're not perfect and to work on your on your stuff is is hard um but ultimately there's a there's a benefit to it and understanding that that your relationship is going to be better because of that but communication is is huge, right? Because when we when we can share like really, really honestly with our partners in our relationship, then that's when we actually get down to the the core of what's happening. You know, there's you know, it, it could be, you know, 
things like anger or frustration, things like that that come up are often connected to a fear. Like when you really dig into them, they're often connected to a fear of something inside you. It might be a, a fear of your partner leaving you if you admit to something, or it could be a fear of you know being abandoned, being rejected. It's really hard to dig into those spaces. So I think for men to be able to do better in relationships, sometimes they have to dig into what actually those fears are deep down and then to be able to like just be honest and communicate in a relationship. Like I said before, I think often men feel like they can't communicate things because they're they're worried about what the outcome of that might be. Right. But my experience in relationships is that women would always rather know the truth. They would always want to hear the honest truth behind what's happening rather than be towed a line to kind of keep the peace or right. um, to, to not have conflict or, you know, to avoid being hurt. They would always rather know the truth. And that's really hard. It's really hard. I'm not saying it's easy. I definitely have struggled with that in the past, and I'm sure I'll continue to have challenges with it in the future. But um, but really being genuinely honest allows you to have really authentic connections with people. I agree with you wholeheartedly. (laughs) And I'm so glad that we had a chance to meet and to talk and to just really dive into this discussion. So if people want to find you, where's the best place to do that? You can find me on the usual social media places. So my business is called Infinite Touch Tantra. So I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. So on Instagram, the um, the words are separated by underscores. So it's infinite underscore touch underscore tantra. And I also have a website which is infinitetouchtantra.com.au. So I'm based in Newcastle in New South Wales in Australia. So if you are based in the US or elsewhere in the world, then it might be a bit of a challenge to be actually able to do massage work together. But I do do online workshops. I do have programs that I work with people online as well. So don't think that if you're not in Australia, there's no way to get hold of me or reach me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are living proof of that because I'm definitely not in Australia. Uh, (laughs) And we are doing so. Yeah, if you guys want to get in touch with him, check him out on the socials and on his website. And it has been such a pleasure having you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Sophia. I'm so grateful. It's been amazing. All right, I'll talk to you later.